This is Stony Radio. Stony Radio. Stony Radio. Stony Radio. Hello, welcome back to Stony Radio and welcome to the Wiki Mama Takeover. I'm Susie Lodge. I am the founder of Wiki Places for Kids and the ultimate super connector. Um, I'm joined today with the lovely Hannah Clupatanond from HK Hair and Wellness, which is this super, super salon down the road in Further Manor Farm, which is just actually the most stunning place to ever go. I love it there. And Hannah's going to tell us all about that in a minute. Um, it's so nice to be back today. Again, the sun is shining. I've heard that there's a heat wave coming. I'm super excited about that. Um, that's, uh, uh, I think, what everybody needs is a little bit of vitamin D and sunshine. Um, so, yes, welcome back to the, uh, to the Wiki Mum Takeover. I'm, su- I'm super happy to be here. It's the last show before the half term. So we're going to um, have a great conversation with Hannah. I'm going to tell you a few things that are going on over half term and talk to Hannah about what she's doing. And I'll tell you what I'm doing as well. And, yeah, I'm very excited about the conversation and uh, the fact that we're heading into what I think is now the summer. So good afternoon, Hannah. How are you? Good afternoon, Susie. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I'm delighted to be here. It's Um, so nice to have you. (laughs) So nice to have you. Um, Tell us a little bit about Furtho Manor Farm for a start because you're, well, not new to the the farm, but it's your your latest space, isn't it? It is. It is, yes. We love it there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, yeah, so I've been, so I've owned hair salons in various forms um, that sort of have, have changed and evolved really around my family in the last um, 11 years. Um, but yes, yeah, so for the last two years, um, so just after the last lockdown, um, uh, space became available at Further Manor Farm. I'd had a working relationship with them already. They're a beautiful wedding venue, as, as you know, as well as a working farm. Um, and just down the road from here and um so they they a unit became available really as a result of lockdown some of the office units weren't weren't used anymore um and um they were yeah it, it was just it's wonderful we've been there um so since i opened the doors there in may well we're, we're two years based at Furtho this month um and it's been it's been wonderful it's been really wonderful it's so nice there i mm. remember because i actually had a, a, an office space you with you did, at the yeah. very start didn't yeah. i um i remember when i first came to view the space and i so for anybody in stony we're talking about literally somewhere six minutes down mm. the road but it feels like you're in the middle of rolling countryside mm-hmm. we're a little oasis yeah, yeah it's amazing um it's just it I can't actually believe that there's that it's actually only six minutes mm. outside of the town. Um, but I remember going in through the through the first, through the gates just opposite um, the turning off to Cosgrove. If anybody is uh, sort of familiar with the spot, but it's a you might not even know that it's there if you haven't really looked for it. But when I came in, it was that beautiful. Is it rapeseed? The yellow. Mm. Yeah. <gasps> oh yeah. my goodness. Which isn't there at the moment, and um, which some of my clients are quite pleased about because obviously if you've got allergies. Yeah, I <laughs> um, bet. But at the moment, like the trees are in bloom, so the so there's about a half mile drive from the A508 um, turning in like to the actual farmhouse and the, where the salon premises is. So that half mile drive for me is almost like a. Um, yeah, I sort of seem like we're going, say, going into a little oasis. Um, the trees are all in bloom and um, connecting across. Connecting across. I've just touched my mic. Um, connecting across the um, across the lane as you sort of drive in. It's just really so beautiful. Pretty, yeah. Such a yeah. nice space. Yeah, working, and there's a public bridle path as well. So although it is a private working farm um, and sort of obviously not a petting farm or anything like that, um, we have units there. But there is a, pride, a public bridle path um, that connects. Um, Pottersbury to Cosgrove so if people are, walk, are going on walks in that road so our passing trade is predominantly uh, people on walks and, and hiking and um, those on horseback which is a lovely thing for, to, have, to, to watch having your hair done yeah <laughs> oh, so Hannah and I met um, 
met in 2020, wasn't it? Yeah. We met during the lockdown when I... um, I'd been online, um, I'd been on stories or something like yes, that, hadn't I? Yeah, yeah, Going on about wanting to stop this process that I was in of having to wash my hair every single day. Yes. So I basically was a person that because I wash my hair every day did have to wash my hair every day because uh-huh. it would get greasy if I didn't and I just thought I had this like old wives tale didn't yes, I in my just. in my head <laughs> which was that you in order to get out of that process that you would have to not wash your hair basically mm-hmm. for an entire week and and for some people that works um Ugh. for a period of yeah <laughs> and um and when I watched your stories and um I and it was quite clear that wasn't working for you no. and we all had to be perfectly honest we all had quite enough stresses in lockdown um and to yeah to, with, without then having to deal with not having to wash not being able to wash your hair for over a week um yeah so I hopefully very um politely contacted you yeah. <laughs> said would you could I help um and also obviously your like huge range of followers as well in case anyone anyone did so thank you for being so um so kind and welcoming with my my reach out thank you for helping me I would have been like a total grease ball so I um yeah so I was thinking at the time you know when better if you haven't you're not going out when better to go through this Mm -hmm. absolutely hideous phase of you know not washing your hair but actually um, obviously, as you're saying, we didn't have to do that. Mm. And you gave me an amazing process mm. by, um, do you know what? I can't even remember what it was you did now. How did you we, tell me? We uh, changed change products. That was um, it. You, um, yeah, and, and had sort of pl- a plan in place for the days you didn't wash it. So you weren't sort of just having, uh, you know, it, and it was, it was styling advice. And we also talked about other skincare, um, what you're doing with your hair when you go to sleep, um, and um yeah general hair care and 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 styling as well because it all sort of impacts lifestyle obviously we had no control over lifestyle at that point but certainly nutrition and things like that all all sort of help so Mm. it was fascinating because i remember you telling me something which now looking back seems obvious but actually was not at all Mm. obvious to me at all at the time and that is you said something about you know the skin on our face we look after it Mm. we do all these things with it we clean it we Mm. make sure that we're using the right you know we're really fussy about the things we put on our face yes but the skin on your face just continues over the top yeah. of your head across the back of your head and into your scalp yeah and, and we kind of forget I mean yeah. the number of clients I mean not my regular it's not clients now skin, no is it? <laughs> no yeah. um and, and it will have it'll have certain slightly different composition but you still get sunburn so I, I'm I'm proud to say my regular clients don't come back to me now with some with, with sunburn on their scalp but apparently if you've got like a parting line um certainly around your hairline making sure that like even like for, for skincare and sun cream particularly like making sure that you're you're putting that into your in, in almost into your hair and into your scalp and like and spraying your um parting certainly um but yeah it, it, you forget that it's yeah it's just literally skin underneath um and obviously those people with less hair are fully aware of that but um yeah but yeah it's something that we need to sort of care about the same yeah it's so, so it, obvious, i think it was talking we talked about double cleansing so yes. as most people w- would um some people will know particularly about double cleansing your your um skincare um and your your face skin so your would you know particularly if you're wearing makeup do the first wash washes off the products second wash actually cleans the skin same principle with with washing with shampoo in your hair you know two shampoos would always advise that how whatever frequency you wash it first wash gets rid of anything sort of environmental um particularly when people used to certainly used to commute more to london anything that you get on the tube you know anything you breathe in we all know blowing our nose after being on the tube it all goes on your hair and on your skin as well and then the second cleanse would actually cleanse the scalp so it all helps with hair growth um and then skin condition as well mm. 
Mm, it's fascinating. Um, and I have to say, it has worked for me. <laughs> I, am, I now have at least two days yeah. um, between hair washes, and I'm oh, delighted good. because, honestly, it was a pain in the bum before <laughs> um, having to do it. Um, so everything has been chosen today by Hannah, um, song-wise, and I'm delighted um, for you that it's not my choice <laughs> because it's really nice to have the variety that everyone else brings in. So um, we're going to have a quick break, and then we'll be back after this um, to talk to Hannah a little bit more. And we're back. Hey, Hannah. Hello. <laughs> Tell us about DJ Sammy and Heaven. Well, um, I went to university probably um, around similar time. So it, just for me, it's like a union um, anthem, club anthem, really. Um, it was at a time, I met my husband in our first year of university. And um, so, yeah, I think music obviously brings back lots of memories doesn't it with different things so I've got quite a mixture <laughs> of um uh, genres certainly um in my list today and uh, yeah that's certainly something and certainly and now we've got ch- young children um because of the beat of it um it's something that's quite popular in our household now um with a very different emphasis <laughs> obviously so before we um go back to uni mm. tell us a little bit about um HK Hair and everything that you do there Okay, so um, HK Hair and Wellness, um, we are a completely um, inclusive, accessible and sustainable space. Um, And I mean that in the truest form. Um, We recycle, um, so in in terms of tangible statistics, we recycle now 96% of um, everything that we use in salon. We partner with a with a UK-based company called um, Green Salon Collective, which is available to other salons as well. And they manage a lot of the recycling that um, our commercial recycling can't do, they manage. So everything from the hair that is cut off our clients' heads. Um, obviously, if it's, if, it's, if it's over seven inches, we encourage our clients to, and facilitate our clients donating that to Little Princess Trust, um, because that can made in, be made into wigs for um, children and young people that are... are um, have lost hair um, due to to illness or treatment, um, but if it's less than seven inches um, and it's cut off, it does it goes on the floor and it is swept into a very separate bin, um, and that is then used to Green Salon Collective process that, and they either make something called hair booms, which are like giant sausages really full of hair that can help collect um, oil oil from oil spills, particularly we know hair absorbs oil, um, and in some cases, depending on the quality of the the oil, actually that can be rinsed off, treated, reused. Um, we're saving wildlife and, and um, all, all the good things that come with that. Um, they can also be used, the hair can also be used to make almost like felt tiles that are used for planting and reforestation. We can recycle all, we recycle all of the, the pure aluminium foil that is used in salon. Um, and although it's pure aluminium, it's not something the council can do because we've obviously had chemicals on it. Um, and the company that we use um, not only recycles the aluminium, but because we've already paid a fee for that recycling, so that's an, a cost that the salon absorbs um, um, and, and it's a true cost you know there is a cost to being sustainable um, in terms of time space we need quite a certain amount of space for all the bins that we require as well as the actual financial cost um, but we um, the aluminium foil the, the aluminium is then resold where possible once it's recycled and that money generated goes into then charitable causes so there's is, there's lots of positive things with that um, in terms of accessibility we are as I understand it unique now I'm happy to be corrected on that but and I, because I would like more salons to be more accessible um, but we are completely um, wheelchair accessible as an example um, uh, all the salon and our um, well, the hair and wellness space is all on one level. We have a wheelchair accessible shampoo basin, as you've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and but we can also um, so if if someone isn't able to transfer from um, from from whatever age they have, we should be able to then we are able to um, uh, shampoo their hair and give them as 
um, as an equal um, service as somebody who who doesn't 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 have that doesn't 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 require an aid. Um, but also, even with, with with particular clients, if they have back problems, not everybody can recline backwards. Um, you know, so we can we have a forward facing shampoo basin as well. Um, and and we we then aim to be in terms of access, accessibility um, in in terms of our website, in terms of our contact our contact, all the things around it. So not just the bricks and mortar mortar side. Um, and then in terms of our inclusivity, um, we welcome all clients, regardless of gender, age. Um, sexuality um faith um um and 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 um anything anybody yeah. uh, literally anybody and and we all have different needs um and we all had different needs before lockdown and we all have certainly different needs and some some of us even more so after after, after mm-hmm. um the pandemic and so we aim to um be a safe space for um, whatever your need is and what you ever, whatever you need your hair, your hair appointment to be like. So we, we offer one-on-one appointments. So we have clients who wear a hijab and it is not... Um it's not suitable to even ask them to come into a group group setting but and and lots and what most um a lot of individuals who may um may, may wear a hijab as an example uh, may have their hair done at home and there is absolutely a place for home hairdressing but if that's not your choice um and the same with if if, if individuals have accessibility needs you know if that's not your choice and you would rather go into a salon um then um say so we, we welcome and support all all, all um all Oh, that's it. Um, and in, and similarly, we have children who may have um, neurodivergent um, 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 needs. Um, we can offer that, and it doesn't need to be. They need to be sat in my in a salon chair. They get to mm-hmm. pick their chair in my salon. If it needs to be on the sofa, and if it needs to be on the bench, looking at the sheep outside. Um, if I need to be sat on the floor and they're watering my real trees in the salon, then um, anything to get them to um, feel safe and comfortable in our setting um, is what is is what we do because that's what I would. That's you know what that's what I would like. That's what I'd like an offering for my my family to be and. Um, and then we also we also have clients. So we advertise in various in various different places that I believe are fairly unique for our for our, for our industry. They shouldn't be though. Um, so there's a there's a website directory as an example called Transfriendly. So we actively reach out to the trans community and um, let them know that we welcome them in. And though that that's kind of where my starting point for this version of HK Hair came from. Really, mm. um, during lockdown, I saw, saw some statistics um, related to um, the mental health of um, um, young people, um, with, in particular, who identify as transgender, and they are horrifying. Um, I won't go on to it on, on, on this um, on uh, the show, but um, they're, they're horrifying. And so if we can create a safe space and a comfortable space for somebody and support them through their journey, whatever that looks like, um, and we're able to do that, then that's what we need. Um, yeah. And um, and similar to that, we then also have trained um, as mental health first aiders at, at work. Um, so within the salon, it's not our place to diagnose. It's not our place to, um, to support. We can listen and signpost. Um, and, um, and sometimes people just need an, another person that's out of their immediate circle to have a chat with. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, yeah, so, sorry. So, and as well as, um, so you have your hair, but you have a HK Wellness we as do, well. We do, yes, yes. We have a hair space. So, yes, yeah, so for all of, those, all of those things I've just listed are across um, hair and wellness. So we offer all hairdressing services. Um, we offer um, bridal services, uh, wedding group parties, whatever whatever anybody needs is. We can do that on site, for, certainly for our wedding, our wedding offering. We can do 
that on site in the salon we travel to anywhere so luckily last year um i was able to uh, well i left the uk on two occasions to um clients hairs overseas um and it's such a privilege to be part of that a part of um uh, uh, individuals journeys and um and but we say all hair tone we're, we're color experts um we use professional products in salon um uh, all ages and then with our wellness side as well we offer um the 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 um uh, sort of more traditional um, treatments of beaut- of um, waxing facials um nail treatments um gels massage um and then we also have i have um, treatment rooms where i have to do prop-up clinics for specialists that come in um so we increase the offering to our clients so we have um, more holistic services so we have reiki healing we have nutritionalists um do pop-up clinics and we now have um also a, um, a sports masseuse on site as well so we can hopefully support um support overall wellness um for our clients brilliant so Thank much um, i just love it um so we're going to play rewind craig dave what, why are we playing this hannah <laughs> again a bit of a uni throwback i suppose there was I, I couldn't not do a list without some like classic old school garage on there Great. Um, Don't you and, even... <laughs> and this, this is this is the one that i still know all the words to but i won't sing it for you now brilliant off we go <laughs> That was something a bit odd about that one. I'm so sorry, everybody. That must have been something weird about the uh, the track that I selected, but it definitely wasn't as upbeat as we were <laughs> no, expecting, it was it? No. We it's were both slow staring at each other going, oh, that just does not sound right at all. So, yeah, let's hope the next one isn't the same. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so we like that song, obviously, from uni. Yeah. I, I remember it being a massive one <laughs> yeah. when I was at uni as well. So let's go um, back to the uni mm-hmm. days. So what is hairdressing and wellness was has this always been a passion of yours is that something that you were doing from the from the get-go uh, absolutely not and um my um my mum who is who still work who, who works one day a week in our, our our salon um still and um is, an, is still an incredible stylist actually started hairdressing when she was 15 and so as if you'd asked me when i was perhaps 17 uh, or told me that one day i would be working alongside my mum hairdressing i would have thought that's the most ridiculous idea you've ever <laughs> you've ever seen suggested and um, no I went to um, and ironically I actually I would have liked to have been a dancer actually I, I did um, tap and ballet went to a school locally um, and um, and until and actually I carried on with tap until I was actually 18 until I went to university and ironically I didn't go down that path because I um, I really thought a regular income was important to me I mean you as, and I both know as now entrepreneurs um, it's um, that's a bit different um, but that was that was decision so I decided to do business studies at university um, thinking that well at least it will be it'll be useful for something um, my both my parents have always had their own businesses not with any formal education but have been phenomenal business owners and entrepreneurs and um, and um, my oldest brother and and, and uh, is the same and um and then and, and whereas ironically yeah, my youngest brother is is very much creative and is is following his journey and like i am um, yeah i'm i'm so proud of um people that have that i didn't have i wasn't brave i wasn't that brave at the time so i went to university um did business studies which um obviously it's very helpful now um met my husband in our first year at university he wasn't meant to go went to Portsmouth University he wasn't meant to go to Portsmouth um so I'm very lucky that um his path um uh, veered and um so and 20 years later here we are um I can't believe well, I'm that old to be honest um but yeah so so I did business studies uh, did four years down in Portsmouth um came back but I specialized in HR 
Uh, in human resources, um, still kept most of my other modules. I had a very flexible um, business, modular business degree, um, but specialised in HR. Working with people was absolutely paramount, paramount for me. So that sort of from a business point of view, all my friends sort of went off to marketing and, and, and other places and um, HR was really important. Came back to Milton Keynes, uh, which is where I'm, I mean, my parents still live in the house that they built just before I was born. Um, so we've, I've always been here other than the four years at Portsmouth and um, came back to Milton Keynes and was very lucky to get, um, a, you know, my, my um, first job was at Mercedes-Benz locally. And then I worked in the motor industry, predominantly in recruitment, HR, and then and then a, and then a training manager role um, with, with Suzuki. Um, I then uh, moved to another, um, another company that was um, more public sector focused. And I just, I had a bit of an epiphany the the year that um, my husband and I got married as well, which wasn't the time to change jobs, definitely. Um, but I didn't want my boss's job. I didn't want to be the head of HR. And when you're in your late 20s, you're a long time working. Mm. Um, and so I was very lucky. So we got married. And by the end of that year, um, something had to change. I was doing, you know, 12 hour days and a really long commute I wasn't working locally um and it was just my husband and I at the time and it just wasn't it it wasn't doing it wasn't well it, it wasn't healthy for me either um and so luckily um I you know I've got a very supportive um family network who have always been whole way through our lives um my, my myself and um uh, my siblings you know my parents have always been as long as you are happy it, you know and you are you are safe and you're you know you're being kind to everybody else then that's that's all we ask for um and so really with that in mind in my late 20s I um I actually then thought well I don't know what else to do um initially and then a couple of things happened that I that sort of stuck in my head really um I went to a very dear friend's wedding um and and it was a Sikh wedding and we had to be up really early and we then tra- traveled to the temple um like out of Milton Keynes things and I, I put my own hair up at like 6 a.m and we went to the reception and the the groom's brother sort of said to me he had his wife had had her, his hair, hair done twice during the day and things and he said oh he said are you somebody you, you if you had to have your hair done at like 4am I said well no I did it myself you know and um, he said well, what do you do and I said I work in HR and he said you're in the wrong job and obviously I was my I know <laughs> I know I am and a few different things happened um, or that sort of um sort of led me down this down this path really and then I thought well I'm going to apply for um it was a bit of a challenge to get an apprenticeship, if I'm honest, and it's still the case at the moment. Um, so I was 26, and um, as soon as you turn eight, as soon as you turn 19, um, 19, funding for employers to have apprentice, apprentices sort of really drops off. It becomes a lot more expensive. So were um, you looking for an apprenticeship in? in- in hairdressing yeah so I gave up so ultimately I like and I found one and so Mm. I gave up my very well-paid um secure Mm -hmm. HR job in public sector and became a hairdressing apprentice um the majority of people in my life I think or not in immediate family but people outside just outside of myself just assumed I'd been made redundant (laughs) because I'd made such a massive decision um but we were in a position you know me and my husband sort of comfortably that he'd just got a promotion we had a um we were sort of our our means we were okay if I I needed to qualify in a year um, and I carried on doing some HR consultancy during that time, really in case I didn't like it because I'd never worked in a salon before. It's a very different environment. Um, there were other options. I could have paid privately to do my hairdressing um, qualification and um, but I wouldn't have got the salon experience and I know that's what I needed, certainly now to manage a team in a different environment as well. Mm. It's very different to to, um, to a desk job, basically. So had you, do you think that secretly you'd always quite liked hairdressing, even though at some point I you really were like, don't know. I'm, I'm not, you know, you're not keen to co- copy what mum does, but... I don't know. At this point that you decided to do The Apprentice, had mm. you 
uh, sorry, apprenticeship. Mm. Did you? Um, not that you haven't been on the apprentice. Have you? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> have, have you ever cut hair at all at that before? No, and I hadn't really done many other people's hair either. Um, and I hadn't, I hadn't even like tried, you know, blow dried my mum's hair or anything like that. It was like, do you know what? That's some, quite some, a leap, isn't it? It's is a massive leap. Um, Just for some bloke at a somebody, uh, yeah. At a wedding. Um, well, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> My men- my own mental health, something had to change. Yeah. I couldn't continue. You knew you were looking for something that. Something had to change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, absolutely. Something had to change. And we just couldn't continue. Um, and I, I couldn't con- continue how, I, how the path I was going down, mm. basically. And it was it was detrimental to my health as well as all the relationships around me. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're in a position in terms of our family network that we have... Um, uh, my hu- the majority of my husband's side of the family are, are international. Um, and my parents are literally down the road and we were having more meaningful um quality time with my in-laws and not really seeing my my own family and that's and that's obviously not the case at all now but at that period in our lives um I literally wasn't seeing family down the road from me and that would that caused Mm. me a lot of stress at the time as well where were Um, you working then where was I I was down in London I was down in London yeah yeah, so I had so the train commute and then I think I organized our entire wedding actually between like nine and eight thirty on the on a train um but um yes seven and and and, um eight thirty doing my commute basically but yeah I was doing it was just it just wasn't and I, I just had fallen out of love with it as well I um I like the HR element because it is legally compliant and you, you know, you do things. The reason very similar now to my hairdressing, you know, we use chemicals, they need to be used in a certain way. Um, even if we're doing very um, complex colour corrections, there will be a process that we have planned for. Um, as well as there's a natural element to it as well. So lots of things are, are it's not obvious for, uh, it's not obvious for the crossover, but, and particularly now I, empl- I employ my own staff and have done for a decade. I'm much more personally liable for mm. how I manage and how our HR functions much more than what I was, was before. 100%. I mean, there's a massive difference between being a hairdresser and then being a salon owner. Absolutely. Isn't there? Yeah, there's there a difference is. between, you know, hiring a chair and then mm. and turning up to cut hair and being able to manage a business, being able to manage personnel, being able to take that stress on mm. and think of it. It is it's running a company, aren't you? You know, you're you're hiring premises, you mm-hmm. have all of the things that come and and I can imagine that your background and everything that you learned at business in your you know, mm. business degree actually lends itself really well to it, that. And it saves me a lot of costs, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. Right, we're going to have another go at a tune. Let's, let's hope I haven't cho- chosen mm. the wrong thing here. <laughs> Off we go, fingers crossed. <laughs> And we're back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Wikimama Takeover. I'm here with Helen Klupatanond from HK Wet Health. Where? Hair probably better off. I can't, I can't even get that mouthful out. Um, so we were talking about your journey, mm-hmm. and we were actually um, while well, we were listening to that song, which thank goodness went better than the other one. I have no <laughs> idea what I chose with the other one. Um, uh, we were talking about the ups and downs, weren't mm-hmm. we, of um, of running your own business mm-hmm. and actually what how sometimes it's quite tempting to just go back to those um you know the jobs which we weren't passionate about mm. but actually did pay the bills because it's yeah. so up and down so yeah i just I, I'm, let's get back into the story mm. and the journey um and we let's go back to the apprenticeship then mm. so i was really lucky that um and i'm gonna name them as a, um, a salon um called the hensman's group at the time and they sadly um hensman's in northampton said a, a salon in northampton and um a salon in milton Keynes at the time the milton Keynes one is now franchised out and um the uh, couple that had run it for 
decades prior to me starting. Very big salon, had involvement with London Fashion Week, um, supported Northampton University with with various things, and were, were um, brand ambassadors for the product range they used. Um, they, I met with, um, I had an interview with with one of the owners, and um, Julie Hensman, who literally has been a, a massive. Um, influence for me um, because she luckily saw the fact that yes I was older I didn't tick their boxes in terms of what um uh, the, the financial commitment would be basically to take on an apprentice at my age um, but also but what I could offer to the, to the, to the salon space um, there was various mem- uh, team members at the time that may have needed a bit more HR support but there was also a, num- a number of um, apprentices that had other previous degrees so she could see and I'll always be grateful to her for that because there wasn't had it not been that day with that interview then I wouldn't be I wouldn't be hairdressing now um, and um, and sadly, um, Hensman's in Northampton actually closed their doors on on New Year's Eve, and it's actually oh. tragedy for that 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 was the case. Um, absolute um, massive massive um, impact they had on on Northampton certainly in terms of hairdressing. Um, but I um, but yeah, so luckily I got that I got that apprenticeship. So I, I did a traditional apprenticeship. I did a Monday, in, but it was within the salon. So they're trainers within the salon, and I was accredited through 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 Hensman's um, for my level two hairdressing. Um, so I literally Monday was my was my college day in salon. Did four days um, as an apprentice. I did shampooing. I did you know everything else, all those things that come with it. Um, and I qualified within ten months, which is totally possible um, in terms of um, you know as long as you can get your paperwork in. The actual paperwork was my strength. I didn't realise until I started actually how much I had obviously absorbed from observing my mum mm-hmm. for all these years. You know, my very prior to me starting school, there was my mum had 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 her own um, salon business for for quite a long time, and then. Um, when I was little and my, my brothers had started school um, I, she then did some home hairdressing and things so I, I would obviously go with her those things you know, early 80s um, and lots of our clients now are still from those times certainly that my mum does in salons it's an absolute joy to have this huge journey they've witnessed me grow up you know pivot and have a family now and all the rest of it um and um, so I didn't realize how much of an impact and also I did I used to do dancing competitions you know my hair was always up it was always up and secure and certainly that is something that that now I can see the connection directly into like our wedding hair offering as an example if mm-hmm. we do fashion fashion shoots or um, even if someone comes in for a, a French plait because they're doing the marathon I can absolutely guarantee it's going to stay mm-hmm. um, and so all, all of that is relative so I did my apprenticeship I still did a bit of HR at that time because obviously it was a massive risk um, to make sure because in case I didn't like it or if it didn't work out or you know I had a mortgage mortgage to certainly contribute to and then um, my, so I fit qualified um, in 10 months and um, it wasn't the right thing for me, I feel, to, um, to work within that salon for somebody else. Um, and so mum and I actually, mum was at a point where she was looking for an, a different change from the salon she was working at and essentially running at that time. And so we were looking for premises and then premises came up or, or the option to extend the back of our house, either or really, uh, mine and my husband's house. And a premises came up and actually it was at Shenley Wood Retirement Village. Um, and so we owned the salon there as it was a new build. It was always going to be a salon. And that was just the most amazing collective space um, where 40% of our clients lived there and they were the over 55s. The other 60% um, didn't live there. Um, but so in terms of our location now, I've never really had passing trade, but I've also always had um, accessibility. We've also had great parking. You know, I've never been based on a high street and that's certainly 
now we're ultimately at Furtho, um, when we were looking for other premises, obviously I've had changes in between times, which I know we're going to, but um, looking for premises, my most recent site and hopefully my, my forever site, um, I didn't want to, I wanted to make sure all of those things were available still. Yeah. And so did you work at that salon with your mum up to the point that you had children? Yes. So I, we owned what was called the Beehive. So it was a very much a partnership with mum and I I knew that I didn't have the professional knowledge at that time in terms of the trade but obviously could do the business side and then mum was a was an accredited um, college assessor so I think we thought thought at first that for the first couple of months that I would assist her um, as a new like graduate stylist and that didn't happen at all we were so busy from the set the the, get-go thank goodness Um, within three months we'd employed an apprentice um, and luckily my skills (laughs) improved quite quite rapidly Um, and um, and so we had that until um, and we went through we then grew that to up to 10 staff um and in quite a busy busy small environment um we had 10 staff at one point and um, my husband and I were going through a very personal journey at that time where we weren't sure if we could have children and we were sort of advised in that that case we um through blood tests it was found that I have I have an autoimmune condition that um is related to my platelets so I had to um Mm. have a bone marrow biopsy so did you not find that out until you were trying to no no it didn't flag up because I didn't need blood tests for anything else really um I'd nothing else and so as soon as you start sort of going down that path just to sort of make sure we're all everybody's okay uh, which we were so as 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 far as being diagnosed um we we were diagnosed we officially diagnosed with unexplained infertility right um at that point I didn't know I was actually three weeks pregnant with our eldest Oh, right. <laughs> um, and how but, old were you at this point? Uh, I was 30. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I'd had my 30th birthday and then, um, yeah, a few months later, um, we found that out. But say, I say, and I was actually two weeks pregnant at the point where I'd had a bone marrow biopsy. So I was very pleased that I'd opted for a local anaesthetic rather than a general. Um, thankfully, that was all clear um, in terms of what could have been quite scary in terms of the plate. The plate. I mean, it's, it's, there's still an autoimmune condition, but it's not what it, it could ultimately have been. Um, yeah, and we found out then we were, we were pregnant with our eldest. And, um, and then I... I I worked until um I worked until I had her I had her just before 37 weeks um I finished work for maternity leave on the Saturday um and I I had her by the Wednesday the following weeks that was as much as my maternity leave was and and after 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 we had our eldest um we I never went back to work full time so I did sort of certainly in the early days I did three hour slots I was very lucky that I've been able to um to breastfeed because that's my choice breast you know lucky in the sense it was my choice I mean breastfeed um our three children in various forms we've had um tube feeding and all sorts going into the mix as well but um with with her I basically then when I, I would work sort of three hour slots around my husband's work I'd do an evening I'd manage to have enough time to do a colour and then do cashing up at the end of the day um and then do a Saturday afternoon and things like that and literally just miss miss a feed mm-hmm. and then go, go home sorry I touched the mic um and um go home it's me being a hairdresser talking with my hands <laughs> um and go, go home and then express and, and start again wow. um she would come with us to team meetings I'd have her in a carrier doing stock take all that kind of stuff um and I absolutely knew though that I didn't I I felt like I was I was failing everywhere actually at that point in that Mm -hmm. moment in my life because I couldn't give 100% to the salon and actually didn't want to and if I was with her and say someone called in sick at the salon I would be at home sort of managing so I didn't want to let anybody anybody down and not get their hair done either um and we were then so think that sort of went on for I, I worked as much as I really wanted to I was very lucky that I was in that position to do that the salon was sort of ticking over we, I tried to invite 
tried to employ a, I, I employed a salon manager, which sadly didn't work out. Mm. Um, and then our eldest got to a year old and, 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 you know, as things happened, my husband and I had a conversation about having another child and we're very lucky that, um, you know, cause it could have taken another four years. It might not yeah. happen. You know, that was, that was our real, re- um, realistic situation. And, um, and we're very lucky that, well, we've got 22 months between our, our eldest and our middle child um but our eldest our, our middle he arrived six weeks early very dramatically oh. uh we were transferred down to london and he was very poorly and um although having our eldest changed everything having then two and um you know we were at a point where we, we, we potentially wouldn't have brought him wouldn't have been able to bring him home that then sort of changed changed everything really yeah. um, and i didn't go back to work the same person that i i left certainly yeah. Oh. yeah. Um, it doesn't feel like this is the right song no, to play no, no. at this point, but it is the one that's next in the list. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll go into this song and then we'll come back to talk about the next part of your journey. No, I think this is the right perfect song. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, I think okay. so. Okay. Yeah. Ah, oh, I love that song. I'm going to take that. Um, so, as I said earlier, we have got the half term coming up, everyone. So I'm just going to give myself a little plug here. If you need any help, don't forget that I have an app. We have now over 10,000 downloads on the app, which wow, is amazing. That's incredible. We have thousands of people visiting the site every month so it's at wikiplacesforkids.com and the app is wikikids um, you can get all of the links to download them on my bios and links and everything in my um, social media so head over there wikiplacesforkids underscore official yesterday I got the blue tick woo oh god that is exciting know, congratulations isn't it? Isn't it? thank you thank you <laughs> but I'm now paying grand old sum of 11.99 for it so it's not quite as exciting <laughs> as it used to be oh, I don't know why they're doing it obviously <laughs> if everyone wants it that's 11.99 it's uh, quite, quite a lot of money in. anyway so yeah pop over there have a look at um all of my reviews we went to gulliver's at the weekend um i recommend going with another adult if you're going to gulliver's because uh, i found out that basically it's pretty hard to go just as one adult Mm -hmm. with two children um constantly the rides require another adult to go on with the child so that was a tricky thing but i did really like it um it's a little bit tired i thought yeah hannah told me (laughs) that she used to work there i did yeah (laughs) um Yes, I spent I think two summers um be I was Tea the Tiger Yay. and Freddie the Frog and I assisted Father Christmas on a couple of occasions a couple of Christmases as oh well yeah and, I- um <laughs> And um, and I, yeah, it, 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 that was a long time ago. So mm. yes, I imagine it is a little bit, little bit tired now. It's brilliant. Oh, I love. <laughs> but that. it was it was a wonderful as a as a teenager, you know, pre pre sick. I might have even been pre sick form actually, and certainly pre uni. Yeah, it was a it was a fantastic fantastic fun I imagine job. Imagine mm. a brilliant place to work. Um, I I have nothing against Gulliver's at mm. all, and my my review actually came out quite negative the other day. But it's only because I felt that it was difficult to go if you were a single parent yeah, or agree. somebody solo parenting on the day. I thought that was tricky. Um, and uh, I mean, I suppose that was the main thing. Plus, I would massively advise that um, they often do really good deals. Like on the day that we went, they were supporting the food bank. So anybody that went along with um, uh, a bag for the food bank got in for half price. Mm. I didn't read the small print on the vouchers that I had. And therefore, um, it was bu- going with um, uh, one child could go in free with an adult. I was the only mm. adult. So I actually still had to pay for a full price adult ticket and a full price child ticket, um, which meant I, st- I-, I was expecting to go in for free with these tickets mm. um because not from a gifted point of view but from um having paid for something previously you got these tickets mm. anyway so it's 54 quid and i just i don't know i think if you go in with your eyes open know that you need two adults to go on with most of the kids um go with loads of snacks so that you can eat healthily if you want to and not have to stump up ton- mm. for tons of things when you're there um and also um 
look for the deals because they do have great deals um then i think that would really help prepare mm-hmm. people so that's my advice um a couple of other things just to remind everybody of in stony this weekend i did mention the last week but the stony stratford big lunch is on on the 4th of june um and the family barn dance is on on the 3rd of june classic car festival also on the 4th of june so i'm going back and forth here fourth fourth third fourth fourth <laughs> um so those are the following weekend so that must be the bank holiday weekend is it mm, that one yeah yeah uh no weekend after yeah the weekend after. the weekend after yeah, i have literally holiday. no idea yeah, sec- second week second weekend of half term <clears throat> i see so i am off to Eurocamp on friday mm. for a week i'm coming back the following sunday and i literally have not got a clue what day it is right now <laughs> what day anything is over the half term because normally i'm quite planned i've got something to do every single day for wiki mm. this time i'm literally i'm out so mm. I have not got a clue. But there's lots of fun things going on. Um, I did mention it last week, but the Bodyguard is also MK Theatre. Mm. Have you going to see that? At all? I'm not, no, no. but because I, I, no, I'd only heard from, um, I think you sharing it. So yeah. I'm going to have a look quick and see if we can get there or get availability. I yeah, think that no, you so, can, because yeah. my mum had looked yesterday and she's found some tickets. Oh, great. And she's found yeah, matinee tickets, I think, for one of the Saturdays. Um, I went along to the Mousetrap on Monday night and that was really good. So that's on this week before the Bodyguard moves them on mm. and, uh, and and, and comes into MK Theatre. So that was brilliant. And it's a big secret. At the very end, they won't, well, they ask you not to share who the murderer is um, to c- carry on their amazing 70 year mm. tradition. So, anyway, I hope that everybody has a lovely half term. As I said, use my app and use my website for tons of ideas. Pop along, have a look at my socials and have a look at all the different things. Um, but there's just tons. One of the things I did mention, and I'm going to mention it again, is the colour scope at Waddison because I think that's awesome um, and just a real special thing to go and see. So, that's all I'm going to talk about to do with half term. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm very conscious of the time that we've mm. got left. So, Hannah, I want to come back to you. Mm. We were on your um, journey of uh, your second child. Yep. Um, you had a salon. Yeah. Um, I had a salon with I- 10 staff. We had two apprentices at the time as well. Um, I had, uh, so our eldest was 22 months when our middle child was born. He was six weeks early. It was very dramatic. We're very wow. lucky. My parents are down the road. So they literally moved into our house to look after our, our youngest. And, and we spent the best part of three weeks in um, uh, neonatal ICU, in Mil- both in Milton Keynes. Then we got transferred down to Kings as well. And just, we are very lucky. And that's why I said that, um, I mean, Take That have been a love of, a love of my life for a very long Aww. time. Um, and uh, certainly grown up. And, but the greatest day actually is relevant because we were very lucky. There are lots of situations and lots of people that don't get to bring their babies home. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we are very lucky that our son was discharged um, um, with, um, with you know, multivitamins, essentially. Yeah. Um, and um he has been um fit and well ever since touchwood and um and was 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 cared for um by just checkups solely um uh, at um, down at kings for for a period of time after afterwards but um we we're just very 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 lucky mm. um so we went from a period of thinking that we would have just me and my husband in our household we bought our house a current house that we're in thinking it'd be a five year project and um it was fairly derelict and we'd be by ourselves and, and move on and we've now filled every bedroom with the three children that we've got so um, it was a, it's, we're in a very very blessed position yep. um, but certainly after I had our middle child my headspace wasn't what it was no, um, in I mean, terms that's traumatic. of it was yeah what year are we talking about here uh, 2016 right um, yeah 2016 and um, and I kept the salon on for another year and um, and I probably should have um, 
probably from an ego point of view actually should have mm. given it up before that um but i wanted to see if it was the right thing you know we we there was a number of us working in in the salon you know trying to do the right thing and ultimately we we had a situation thank goodness where a member of the senior team because of where it was it was never a bet premises that we were going to be able to sell on anyway so another another um, senior member of staff took it over everybody kept their jobs all the staff were like, sort of cheapied there i had no guilt from that point of view that you know and and that would that i would feel guilty about that mm. as, as 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 a business owner decision you've got responsibility to to, to support your team um and all of what that comes with and um so um, everyone kept their jobs and we literally stepped away and what we did is i got um uh, planning permission from business planning permission from um the council where i live um to convert our garage at home um and so we had two-thirds of our single garage um was because it was separate to the house um that we converted into a salon and that did that sort of enabled me to sort of the clients that um uh were able to travel and i'd been doing for a long time i managed to sort of carry on um giving them you know um uh, their their hairstyling and offer a service to them in a way that fitted around our family much more um and i needed that for my own mental health um and and also um and then we then went on to have another third a third child i mean different things happened in between times i actually which we talked about earlier um i um i lost my hearing suddenly in my right ear about a year after we had um our son um our middle our middle child and um is that th- through a viral infection or something it, it it might be I ha- and i you know i had emergency mris in case cause my age at the time i was sort of mid 30s it could have been it, it could have been something very 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 scary it's likely mm-hmm. i might have had inner ear shingles right. um, it could have been caused by stress or a traumatic event yeah. i don't know um i also know that i i was in a very um stressful place we we had um lots of other things so i was i was stepping away from a business that i'd spent six years working through. yeah i'd got um yeah we'd got we got two at that point we'd had a poorly baby you know and at the time you're really just someone referred to me as a swan at that time yeah. so yeah you're gliding on the surface but underneath you're panically mm. pedaling and i i, I um, pedaling paddling rather probably pedaling as well pedaling, pedaling. <laughs> all of it um just but that i i completely appreciate that you know and um and that probably that probably was was definitely the case and so and it, it won't come back um um in terms of my hearing and so like we obviously had a conversation today mm. But I'm wearing a headset, you know, and that's and so yep. and accessibility was certainly a priority to me, to me beforehand. Um, but in terms of our salon space now, um, I didn't really know. Um, after working at home for so obviously um, four years, I worked at home. Thankfully, that was the case during lockdown because I had no rent to pay. Obviously, we could literally close the doors. Um, I looked after our, our, our three children, um, which obviously you navigated that as well. It was a um, but thankfully we were all safe. My husband didn't work from home. Um, so he was um, he was still um, um, we were still sort of navigating that, um, and then when we did reopen um, that tw- during twenty twenty, I mean I, I wouldn't come in the house. So during my I literally would spend twelve hours in the garage or eating my food in the garden. We've mm. got there's a um, my most successful Instagram reel with about I think I've got about sixty thousand views is me actually being the other side of the patio doors dancing in full PPE as my kids are waving at me, and that was like the, that was the reality. I mean I'm not a healthcare professional, and so many people. Had it much worse than us, um, but we, um, you know, I remember we sort of, because I remember coming to your house at that yeah, time. That yeah. was when we, so, so we obviously met through the greasy hair days. Yes, yeah, and um, we had a couple of socially distanced yeah. walks, um, and yeah, so we were, you know, mask visored up and things, and, yeah. and that obviously was a challenge because I, I didn't realise, I don't think until that time, how my partial deafness actually had and it had a mass, massive impact um massive impact at that time and then i i had contacted um i was i was ready at the point where so our youngest was i so I then had our third third child um and um she she was one at the point so at the point of the first lockdown the children were one three and five 
and I knew that long term I didn't always want to work based from our garage I did want a team again I really think we can really make a difference in terms of the industry Mm. the industry's got to change Um, and I really feel passionately that um, and and we're doing some things we've got some projects um, in terms from a business point of view um, later in the year where we're going to be offering um, specific training within the salon but we're actually going to be inviting other salons to be involved in because this isn't a thing that you know HK Hair and Wellness I I feel should yes we are doing it I believe really well there always is room for improvement but we could um, and we but we're doing things really well and that's not a case of we're doing things well come to us it's a case of actually as an industry we need to be elevating Um, so I feel really passionate about that but it needs to be the right space it needs to be the right space for me personally coming to work Um, you've got to really like where you come to work particularly if you're in the decision maker of finding that location Um, and, um, and it needed to be I didn't want to be moving again so I'd had a relationship with Furthe Manor Farm in terms of um, doing wedding, being a wedding hair supplier with them prior to lockdown. And I'd made sort of like a tentative convers- you know, email to, to my now landlords um, who are phenomenal. They're such wonderful people. So people planning weddings there like, are actually, they're joyful to work with. And um, I... Um, I'd, I made it and, and then lo and behold I mean it's, it's one of those things the timing is always wrong but I, I had an email to say that there was a unit became available and that was March uh, no February 2021 at a point where um, head, I mean the schools went back in the March and the hair and beauty industry was still in lockdown um, we didn't bubble with anybody as a family because we had older relatives that my parents were um were caring for so I didn't want to risk our children passing anything on and all that kind of stuff my husband as I say didn't work from home so I actually went and viewed the premises by myself and I walked into what is now HK Wellness but was originally our hair salon the, the mm-hmm. unit that you you um you had an office, office in initially and um, I walked in and we have this incredible view I mean even from a parking point of view you can go and you can park with you know um and uh, we can park you can walk you can stroll up through we've got an un- a, a covered like um, brick um, archway area and we go and we see this huge tree in our courtyard and walked in and we've got this and I, I needed that I absolutely needed that in terms of my and I just feel, felt that it was right and I say and I, I say that very I am very lucky that I have people within my life who were very much I was the negative one in that scenario I was like we can't do it <clears throat> excuse me um I can't do it. It's a massive financial risk to take on. I mean, I couldn't legally work at the time, um, so to take on premises, I would. But it needed it needed a lot of work. It was an off, it was a finance office, so it had um, carpet tiles and all sorts. So couldn't legally work for COVID reasons. It could, yeah, it like, couldn't legally not, work. Not, yeah, she wasn't Sorry. doing anything else. <laughs> could, I, I couldn't legally work because we were in lockdown yeah. at that point. Sorry, um, and uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I'm very much. Um, I'm probably the most risk assessed person yeah. you'll ever you'll ever meet, um, and. Um, yeah so um we yeah so so it was it was a massive risk financial risk time and and we we made a a decision thankfully so my husband and I um, and he was the one that said to me you know you've got to go and see it you can't not see it um and that was the deciding factor the fact I went to see it it was perfect um I'm completely the wrong time so well even if we just take it on and it, it you know I it just just I just managed to pay the rent for a year you know and then see um and it's always been our youngest now starts school in September um she's now at preschool I'm now this time last year I wasn't working daytimes <laughs> because I didn't have I we didn't have the childcare. that was very much our decision as a family unit um and um we were lucky that we we're in that position but actually with three children 
sometimes it, for us it was cheaper for me not to work than actually pay for childcare for three children as well even if I hadn't wanted to but we've you know, been very lucky with that and I'm now very much a, a um, you know the business in terms of activity has very much been peaks and troughs um, and we're very much now on the lift we've taken on two weeks ago I've taken on a, um, a, another um, full-time employed hairdresser so we've now got a full team there's five of us that are now employed on site um which um and it feels lovely it feels lovely to be surrounded by people who um love the job love the space we have a beautiful community of clients who have either been with us over a decade um you know and are, are very much our hk family and then people that are now joining us um since the last two years of um of us being at Furtho and we've got probably I think we was trying to, I was trying to work out we've got almost 20 occasions where we've got at least two generations but in most circumstances at least three or four generations of, of family um and and that's a privilege you know we've mm-hmm. done um you know first haircuts after after you know first haircuts for a new you know for for children um you know um graduation hair wedding you know and then also ultimately we've done last haircuts for people um and that's a massive privilege to be you know i we've sort of shared our last few years with our clients and and they've done the same with us and i'm just very very grateful i'm very very massive gratitude massive hard work having your own business and um and having all the juggle you know but but much gratitude as well so Mm. yeah that that we're here on this journey hk hair and wellness with you for life absolutely yeah yeah yeah, absolutely yeah definitely um i love this story and i'm i'm just sitting here listening to you just thinking um i don't know just with like emotion in my stomach Mm. honestly because it is i mean i've known you for the last few years Mm. and we've been on this um you know roller coaster journey haven't we since you know through the covid times coming out the covid times the expectations of how business was just going to pick up straight away mm-hmm. after covid and how actually it's been it's a slow build mm-hmm. isn't it and yeah, it's and it's really good to hear you say that things are on the up and i think it's it's just lovely and i also think what's really really powerful here is the um importance of community so obviously you're not an online business very much what you do is about face-to-face physical time with your clients and customers and but what I do love is that most businesses and most salons as you've said have um are are requiring like high street positions Mm, you know they they feel that they need that footfall they feel that they need that passing Mm. trade but all of the businesses that you and your mum have Mm. worked with and together and and the businesses you've taken on on your own you're you're so off the beaten track so what you have done really really well is built community and Mm. as you said and, and over those generations which is but it's you know community in some sometimes in this day and age, it just feels mm. like it's harder to to build. Like, and certainly in like a you know in a village community or something like that those sort of values feel like they've dropped. But actually, yes. what you've managed to do is really strengthen that your connections mm. and continue them and build upon them. And I think this is where the power of online actually does support you because your your reach is well beyond um, mm. the local area, isn't it? You mm. are obviously you have a great following for your. Um, uh, for your business and you have people traveling in from much further out that than um within Milton Keynes to visit don't you I'm sure yes we do yeah and we've yeah. got back and our international clients have come back to us as well that's incredible wow yeah. are there people flying so into I'm, HK Hale well I'm not sure if their family <laughs> members an, are aware a but a they helipad? yeah no no they, they kind of yeah we've, we've got a number of clients that um are overseas for work that have been with us for a very long time or you know and um 
I mean, locally, we have clients traveling, we'll say locally, within the UK and Ireland, we do have clients who are um, based in Ireland, they're um, down in Reading, um, uh, up past Manchester. Mm. Um, and I'm not saying they do, I mean, the, actually, the family in Reading do drive up just for hair appointments and then go back again, which is a, a massive, and I don't, I don't take that lightly, that's a massive privilege um, and um wonderful wonderful thing for them to do uh, and the trust that they put in us in us rather yeah. than going somewhere else is, is I, you know i don't take that lightly um and then the other the other overseas clients who are with us but some some were with us before covid but but some have moved away moved away since then are coming back um I'm not sure if their family members know that they sort of factor in their visits home <laughs> in relation to when their colours are due or haircuts. Um, but yeah, so it's all, it's all tied in. Um, and, but also similarly, like if, people, if families are overseas for work, they come back and visit grandparents. The grandparents can have, um, you know, potentially have the children. So mum or, or dad or, or, or whoever can come and actually have a bit of self-care with us as well. So um, it sort of work, works around. So yeah, we facilitate anything. Um, I know, and I've had clients that haven't, have, have say, like, last year have wanted to get got married overseas and there is obviously a, a risk with um trusting somebody a different and it's a ma- it's a massive thing to be in a personal space with somebody mm-hmm. um and so we've had situations where we've we've, we've traveled um far and wide to support our clients as well so, and the fact that they ask us and that we're important to do that is say is, is, is um, very grateful for oh yeah. thank you so much for coming in oh thank you so much thank you so thank it's you. been a wonderful conversation thank Thanks you so much for sharing the journey um so if people want to get hold of you mm-hmm. and find you where yeah. where's, where's the best space so our website is um, hkhair.co.uk and there's also you can we can um, yeah, online booking for appointments we offer free consultations for everything so happy to book somebody and have a chat have a coffee with us and, and see what they need um, or, or what they want to achieve um, our Instagram and Facebook and all the social ha- social handles are at hkhairuk and at hkhair ignore that hkhairuk and at hkwellness um uk um we just try and keep the content hair related or wellness related on different instagrams otherwise it got it got a bit messy messy um or they can email me directly so my email is hannah at hkhair.co.uk i'd welcome any questions any advice anybody needs just um yeah send me an email and I'll, we'll have a chat ah thank you no problem at all and thank you to everybody who's joined in today listening in the background and uh this has been the Wiki Mama Takeover. I've been Susie Lodge and I will be back week after next after the half term. So I hope that you have a wonderful half term. I hope that the sun continues to shine. I hope that we do get the heat wave, as I've said, because that would be disappointing if not. And yeah, everybody just have a wonderful break. I will speak to you soon.